All right. What's going on, guys? Jeremy coming to you tonight live, um, doing two things at once, recording the podcast. And uh, for tonight's podcast, it's going to be called uh, Sunday Night Talks with the Wife. Um, and tonight is uh, based on uh, the realities of life. So today we left church. And um, it actually, today was actually a really like emotionally charged day at church because we had a lot of people going through tough stuff today at church that were kind of dealing with stuff. And um, today we had just like the task of as a church collectively talking with different people, trying to help them out through different situations. Um, and so we ended up, we didn't end up leaving for probably about an hour and a half after service was over. And we just kind of hung out and, and we kind of tag teamed everybody. Like it was all of us talking to people, just going through different things. Um, it was just a great Sunday morning at our church. And so, um, we got done with the conversations that we needed to have there at church. We dropped a few people off and, um, there was a, a little, a few of us that, that, um, a few people decided to go eat. So we went to go eat some, some stuff. Um, what's up, Alex? Thank you for complimenting my wife's earrings. She's going to let you guys know later on, uh, that she's selling them, but we go eat with some friends from church. A few couples joined us and some kids and stuff like that. And, um, I saw a Facebook post about um, Kobe Bryant dying. And I was like, ah, it's a fake. I don't know why these people always do this stuff, right? Like they make these fake stories, not knowing like that people have a family at home. And, uh, and I thought it was like a, like a smear, like trying people trying to bash him. But then uh, we're sitting there and then like, I start seeing it on, on ESPN and you're like, dang, like, like real stuff. And like, you, if you haven't, unless you've been on social media, like unless you haven't been on social media, you didn't see that this guy died. Uh, and then it came out that his daughter was with him and that there was some more people with him. And then like, this is, here's the reality of life. Right. And, and later on tonight, I'm going to be sharing with you guys about, uh, my thoughts about dying, but Katie, do you want to share just a little bit about what you had kind of just going through your head when, when we were, um, eating and seeing all this stuff come out? Yeah. As I was seeing it, I was thinking how many people were having, you know, they were taking a moment, you know, we didn't know Kobe Bryant, how many people sat and had dinner with him or had the opportunity to invest in his life or, you know, even, that he actually knew their name. But yet today, so many people are, you know, putting rest in peace and, you know, um, all these condolences, and that's great. But the thing is, is that we have so many people around us that we could invest in. And I think of death as a refining process. It should be. You know, we think that this famous person died, and how many grandmothers or how many children or how many people are dying daily that we ha we can touch their life. We can be a part of their life. It's, it's extremely sad that he, that he died and his daughter. I don't have a personal connection with them. I don't have, I, I didn't have any special moments with them, but knowing that he will never return back and she will never return, return back to their family is heartbreaking. And so that the process should refine us and thinking of how many people do we have a chance to be involved in their life that we don't take or that we are taking and working to have that relationship because death comes to all. We aren't guaranteed just because you're famous to live the rest of your life or just because you're only 21 that you're going to make it until you're 80 or just because you're a kid, we're not guaranteed the next day. And so I was thinking, you know, there are a bunch of heartbroken people and a lot of people that knew him very close and there's people that he obviously touched their life and what kind of legacy are we going to leave? You know, I'm not ever going to be a famous person or a famous, especially basketball player, but I want to leave a legacy. And so think about that. All of us should be in that moment of leaving a legacy somehow with people. And so let's let this be a refining process for us. And that's what I was thinking. You know, a mom is not going to have her daughter come back home. You know, having three daughters and knowing the situ how scary situations that we've been in before. I I've got to keep my kids so far. And so is it really 
that should I really be that upset because they didn't pick up their clothes? Yes, they should honor their parents. But I've got to really pick the moments and the battles and the things I want them to understand how to live, how to leave a legacy as well. And so um, it just yeah, it brought up refining processes for me. So for me, it was uh, something that like I was watching this stuff and it kind of hit home. You know, I got a chance to come home and I got a chance to see the stuff that was going on at home um, with my wife after I nearly lost my life. Um, and it was something that man, I can't even imagine the feeling of the mother losing her husband and, and a daughter. And, and those are just things that like today, everybody's, you know, posting all these things. I wasn't a fan of his. I wasn't a fan of the Lakers, but life is precious. And that's something that we can relate to. And so as you go throughout your life, you know, um, we, you know, we have all these titles that we're speaking on. Um, we're talking about like what it's, what it's like to be in the grind. Like sadly, a lot of us, we, we kind of lose ourselves in the daily grind, like the stuff that we have to do, the things we, we have scheduled, the things we have planned. And a lot of the times we'll let these things kind of like interrupt our life, um, to where we don't, to where we don't necessarily give enough time and necessarily give enough energy and effort and focus to, um, to our children and to our wife and to our, our, maybe our significant others, if you're have a husband. Um, and these are the things like, yeah, we're busy. Yeah. We have to work. Yeah. We have to do all these things. But you know, like my wife was saying, the, the Bible even says in Ecclesiastes that, that death has a refining process on us that, um, you know, that we should, it's better to spend time at funerals than at parties because at the end we all die and we should all take this to heart. And, you know, I, I, I'm sad that this guy died, but at the same time, like, it's a time for us to be able to, to look at our own lives um, and be able to say, like, what am I doing with my life? Um, you know, there's going to be people that are going to rem remember this guy um, for a long time um, because of the things he accomplished. But let's just look at the, the, the micro, right? Like, that's macro. That's huge. Like, this guy affected people all over the world because they knew him for his basketball. But what about you and me? What are we doing with the micro? And what is it like for you to be in your job and your business, like, if you think you're like, uh, this is a conversation I had with a good friend of mine uh, last week. We were talking about uh, how he's about to be 40 and how he was saying, like, I have to make something happen this year. Like my daughter's two years away from moving out and I've spent all the last 16 years that she was in my home trying to work to provide. And I, I haven't necessarily taken every opportunity to raise my child. And so really um, it leads us into the next topic, like not really caring what other people think about what you know in your heart you feel called to do. What's up, Jen? Um, and so this leads us back to a story that started maybe seven years ago when my wife decided to to quit working because we wanted to homeschool our children um, because of the things that we saw that, that our oldest was coming home with, um, some words, some questions, just some things that didn't need to be presented to a child her age. Um, and, and I don't know if you want to elaborate on that, Katie, and then kind of what it's led us into to today. Sure. Um, and being at school, the, the fellow teachers didn't understand how I was going to quit and how we were going to make it. You know, we don't have cable. We don't live above our means. We um, live conservatively. We live on a budget. Uh, you know, we wear a lot of the same things. You might have seen repeat outfits constantly. Or um, my husband has two dress shirts that he alternates. We make a lot of our own stuff. Um, but we made that choice because as a family, we wanted to be together. And so I, it's not the school's job to raise my kid. Now, not everybody can or is in the has the opportunity to do what we did. You can get to that point because you make a choice what matters. There's people that are married to their jobs, and then, but I want to be married to my husband, not to my job. And I want to be there for our kids, not just for everybody else's kids. And so we had to make a choice. 
and it wasn't the popular choice. People couldn't understand how we were going to do it. The thing is, I, God gave me those children. He gave us these children that we have to raise and to do our best with. And so, you know, also not caring what people think. And that's also in the, the Christian community. There are people that I know that claim to be huge Christians that don't get up from where they are, that would not give their seat to the homeless man that walked inside. You know, and it's not, we're not judging other people. The fact is that even amongst people who call themselves Christians or amongst your family, your picture, I'm sorry, your family group or your friend group, you have to stand firm for what you know is right and what you're, what you're going to do is right. And people may have this idea of you or whatever, their idea doesn't matter. And you know, I heard a quote that other people's opinions of you doesn't matter. They don't matter because we're called according to what we know and how, how what we know of the word. We're called to act accordingly and we're called to certain things. And, um, you know, not everybody's convicted of the same thing. I don't drink alcohol. Now, the Bible says don't get drunk. But if I were to see a former student of mine in public and I'm having one glass, even though it's not a sin and it makes them not want to know Christ, I've done a huge injustice right there. And so, you know, who cares what other people think? It really doesn't matter because really they're not the ones paying your bills. They're not the ones that are encouraging and raising your children. They're not the ones that are leading you through life. Now, if you have somebody that says, hey, you're living like this and it's going to lead you down this path, those are your friends telling you the truth and they care about you. But there's a difference between somebody telling you the truth and caring about you and somebody judging your life from the outside. And so many people are going to tell you things from the outside because really they want what you're doing. I guarantee you a lot of my friends wanted to quit working as well because they felt like they were in a jail cell every day. But you know what? We stepped out in faith and did it. And it wasn't always easy, but we made a choice and we stood with it. And so, um, which has led us to all kinds of stuff. Which has led us to where we're at today, where we're seeking to continue doing the ministry that we do and more um, while providing for our own selves as much as we can. And so we started, uh, I actually started it. My wife wanted nothing to do with it. Um, the business that we today run, which is selling exogenous ketones. And I want to just share with you guys just a quick, a few quick minutes or two. Hi, Sherry, uh, about, about the exogenous ketones, just because they have had such a drastic, um, radical transformation in my life physically. Um, the exogenous ketones, um, do this. We sell a product that you can drink and in less than an hour, your body is in a nutritional state of ketosis, meaning you have ketones in your blood. Um, today's not a pitch about ketones. It's to tell you. Uh, how they helped me physically to not only uh, drop a few of the extra pounds, but actually have increased mobility, which is something that was really limiting me physically after the car accident. Um, they've helped my wife with her anxiety. They've helped Alora with her focus. They've helped Island with her with her seizures that she just feels more comfortable having, knowing that she has ketones in her blood. Um, although she's still taking her medication, she just feels more comfortable having her MCT oil. Um, Adelaide sees us all drinking it and Welo and Tia and then she's like well I want to drink them too and so Adelaide wants her ketones too and she only wants hard tart and so there's little rats crawling around my house drinking all our ketones but what I wanted to tell you was that your family is your team um, and so my wife has decided after I almost forced her to go to a, a keto meeting with me where they where she was expecting to get told um how we're going to grow a business, how you're going to make sales, how you're supposed to recruit, how you do to do this and that. And what we got at that, what she got at this event called charge was she got the complete opposite. She got a bunch of doctors and a bunch of people that were basically telling us what the ketones do, how they function, how 
anybody and everybody can benefit from ketones and from ketosis, and not everybody can benefit necessarily from the diet. Now, tonight's just not a pitch about ketones, but it's about how, as a family, we're working as a team to be able to further our goals, to be able to get to where we're trying to take our children. So we do sell exogenous ketones. Uh, it is an online business. Uh, no, you're not forced to buy. No, we're not trying to sell you. Um, but if you today would like the opportunity to have a, a transformation physically, that can happen. Um, shoot us a message. There's 22% off going on today. And we really don't care what people think about us or about us running a business. Um, this is our team. My wife is my team. My children are my team. Uh, there's sacrifices I make and there's things they do for me. Um, and we, we help each other and we're, we're fighting for each other and we're fighting for our future and we're fighting for our goals and we're fighting for our church. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, um, no, today they said, Hey, can I pray for you? I said, yes, pray for three things. I said, pray for my family, pray for, pray for my church and pray for my finances and pray for them in that order. And they said, I will. And so what I just wanted to tell you guys today is that your family is your team. And if you're not taking the time. Um, and not realizing the things that are sometimes put in our life, the fact that death is imminent, death comes to all, um, you, won't, you won't give your life to the grind. You won't give your life to the hustle, to, to trying to get what you, uh, what you want physically or monetarily, right? Um, if, you, if you realize that your family is your team and you invest in your wife, like if you invest in your husband uh, and, and – you invest in, in your kids, in, in raising them, in teaching them, um, and you don't forget about them because you're grinding, because you're busy building something, um, you, you'll remember that your family is your team and something great um, can come out of that. My wife and I, uh, I don't want to tell you that we're perfect, but we do have a great relationship and we are in a, in a really good place where um, it, it's just been great. It's been great for a while now. Um, not that it wasn't ever not great, but it just, we, we were different people and we were working on each other. Um, and so with that comes, um, something that perhaps my wife can tell you a little bit more about because this hit her this week and we had a conversation and I told her some stuff and maybe she'll share with you. Maybe she wants. So like I said, um, this is also getting recorded on our, on my podcast. So if you're not, if you're not yet subscribed to my podcast, it's called not your average pastor. It's on any um, podcast platform. And tonight's podcast is going to be called Sunday Night Chats with the Wife. But go ahead, Katie, and talk, talk to them about the um, the low times and when they strike. Well, before I get to the low times, I want to share one more thing about um, our family as a team prays also for people that can come into our life that we can affect. And um, Jeremy Rand is somebody, a lady, three people down from him um, in the bank or at the bank. And um, a lady who cannot walk. She is in a wheelchair and um, she's very overweight and has a widow. She's a widow and, and no she's children. alone. And um, after 10 days, she was able to walk from her house to her neighbor's house, and she doesn't usually walk. So for me, that's huge. Her, her friends have seen a, a decrease in her stomach, and she says that things are leveling out for her, and she just looks alive. Um, she was able to get money together to buy 20 packs of ketones because she realized, even with the little money that she has, that she knows that that's what she needs. Um, I ran into a kid the other day, and uh, again, I can't say that ketones cure anything, but he looked at me, and um, it broke my heart. He looked at me and he said, what's on your shirt? And I told him, ketones and their brain fuel. And he walked away from where he was and he said, do you think that they would help me? I have Parkinson's disease. And this is a young kid. You know, we pray for people to help. And again, I can't tell him that this will cure him, but I know the power of what I have, what I possess in my hands. And that's why we share them. Um, because I know what it's like to feel in a low time. We've been through many low times through our life. 
And um, in fact, the other day I told my husband, I was like, I wish you would just get, catch a break. I wish that you would just catch a break because things will be going really, really well, it feels like. And then another block comes and things are coming. And it's like, as soon as it feels like something is happening, it's like there's another block and another block and another block. And I see the hard work that he does all the time. And everything that he does, he gets, he gets his heart in serving people and preaching. He never cuts short, whether he works till 4 o'clock in the morning driving Lyft. He's up studying. He's been listening to the podcast, reading his Bible, listening to it. on. You know, I, I just told him, I, I wish you could catch a break. And he said, you're not allowed to feel bad for me. I have my family. I have, we have our home. We have our church. And you're not allowed to feel bad for me. And the truth is, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't. But he's part of me, and I see the work that he does. And so, um, you know, we can't say it's a low time. Yeah, finances are, we have no clue what's going to happen. But we do have our kids, and we do have our health. We have a home. We have more than we could ever, ever, ever need, even if we don't have our home anymore. You know, we have our car. We have have things that are way beyond what we, I guess, we should have or could have. And just because things may be different or we sell our home or – we move to somewhere smaller. It doesn't matter. The fact is that we have our family as a team. And when things try to strike you, that, let God do the battle. And that's what he's doing. And I had to get on my knees in the closet as a reminder that it's not us fighting alone. But the battle is not ours. And um, that's the best place to fight. So if you're actually watching and you would like to, and if, if you would give us the trust, we'd like to be able to just be able to reach out to you, maybe even pray for you, be able to just go sit down and have a cup of coffee with you. If you'll comment, um, just me, uh, message me. If you comment, message me, uh, Katie or I will message you. Like I see people that I wish I could have hung out with like Dahlia. I'm really sorry. I missed your birthday. I would have loved to go to the beach with you. Um, like just people that you see here on, on here, like, I'm, and there's a ton of people that I know I'm sure I'm missing, but um, just feel free to shoot us a message. So your family's your team and low times do come, low times do strike. And, and this is what I'm talking about. They're, they're mental, they're mental times, they're mental times of weakness where um, sometimes we may believe that we should have things easier or that things should be working out different for us. Um, but the truth is that like life is a series of problems and we're going to go through a series of problems no matter what we go through. Um, one of the biggest uh, lies that we may sell ourselves or that may, we may believe is the fact that we shouldn't have problems. And so we're going to go through tough times. We're going to go through difficult times and low times, but never, ever, ever feel sorry for yourself. Never, ever, ever feel sorry for um, your situation. Um, that Sometimes the situations that you go through are the things that forge you the most. Um, they're the things that prepare you to be able to to stand tall and to be able to walk into the next season of your life, no matter what it is and what you got going on. Um, and and here's the truth is that my thoughts on dying are, are very, very real. And I'd love to share with, share this with you guys, not because I'm an expert on dying or not because I claim to know it all or, or I'm super wise or anything like that. I just want to tell you this much like death is imminent. And a lot of the times people chat with me and they're like, hey, like, why do you not sleep so much? And I'm like, I have too much, too much to do. I got too much life to live. Uh, while my wife and kids are sleeping, I can be doing something that's going to further the goals that I have as a father, as a human being, um, just as a man. And there's things that I still want to do. There's things that I still want to accomplish for my family. And I want to help uh, them do things. And I want to help them see things. And I want to just, there's things that I want to do. And the truth is that you don't have as many years as you think you have left. Like, let's just be honest. Um, 65, 70 is, is probably a good 
decent age maybe the bible says maybe even 75 so let's just say this i'm 35 like half of it's over like half of it's gone 30 who 36 no i'm 37 you're about to be 41 baby <laughs> you're 35 yeah you're 37 i'm 40 yeah you're okay. gonna be 41 okay well you figured yeah 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 so you're gonna have 37 right <laughs> yes he's at 35 did i say 35 okay. anyway yes he's 37 and i'm 40 whatever okay. but here's the truth um Oh, I'm sorry. Like 35 was the half of 70 is what I was going to tell you. Okay. But I'm 37. Like half of it's gone. Like, let's just be honest. Um, with two rods in your legs and screws in the hip, like, let's just be honest. What kind of quality of life are we looking at? So my thoughts on dying are this. Like, look, it's coming. Uh, one of my favorite movies is called The Kingdom. And in this movie, um, there's there's just so many references to, about, to living life uh, – the way we're supposed to live life. So I'm going to give you this quote, and it's from the movie The Kingdom, right? So the uh, the FBI uh, has like a guy that's in charge in this movie, and this you may want to check this movie out. But um, he sends a, a a group of the FBI over to Saudi Arabia to, to check out the uh, to check out a situation. There was a bombing that some terrorists did, and um, they had already told him not to. And so so uh, a senator, somebody pulls them in, and they're like, hey. Like, um, don't you know what this is going to do? Like, you literally, like, you just hung yourself. And he was like, you think that scares me? He says, don't you think I know what I was doing? Don't you think I knew that before I sent a group out there? Living intentional is something that's so, so huge. So this FBI director says, like, I send a group out there um, because I knew what it was. I knew what I was doing. I knew what it was going to cost. And so let me tell you this much. In this movie, The Kingdom, this FBI director tells a senator that's trying to, like, tell him, like, why'd you do that? Like, I'm going to, like, fire you or you're going to, you know, lose your job or whatever. He says, look, when he's the, the uh, FBI director says, when I was in, uh, in Vietnam, uh, he said, we were surrounded by the enemies. And he said, our commanding officer made us write our own obituaries. Um, and he says, uh, life is finite. Um, and the sooner you start realizing that... Um, it's just a matter of how do you want to go out? Like, do you want to go out on your, on your, on your, your feet or on your knees? Like, and, and he said, he was like, I, I bring that lesson to the table. Like, how do you want to go out on your, on your hands or on, or on your feet or on your knees? Like, we're all going to die one day. And that's the truth. And the truth is like, if most people are just conforming, most people are just trying to maintain the status quo, comparing themselves to the Jones or whoever they're comparing themselves to. If you're Mexican to, I don't know, I don't even know what, Garza or Sanchez or whatever you want, right? But um, I had to throw some racial stuff in there, right? But the truth is that most people are just maintaining status quo. And what the, the, the problem is, is that you'll wake up one day and you're going to realize that you're 50, you're 60, you're 45. And you're like, where did my 20s go? Where did my 30s go? And so being super intentional um, is something that's huge. Um, and so we're trying to be super intentional with our with ourselves with each other, um, with our children, with our church. Um, and our church is super prepared. They're like, we're ready for it. Whatever comes, let's do it. We're ready to go. Like the people that are there now, like they've been to hell and back, honestly, like they've been to, they've been through the worst. They've been through the storms. They've weathered them. Um, at the end of 2019, I said, told people like, dude, if you didn't leave for 20, 2018, uh, you ain't going anywhere 2019. And it got done. And this year I was like, look, we're on the other side. Like we're already there. Like just, just keep going keep trucking. So, um, really excited about life. Um, it's a mindset also, like you have to work on your mindset. Like there's always going to be problems. Um, and we're in a good, 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 good place. We have more than we need. We have more than I think that we even deserve. Um, but we're blessed. We're surrounding ourselves with a group of people, um, 
in our church, um, with friends, with people that are on the same mission as us, um, health-wise, business-wise, um, faith-wise. Um, it, it starts there. Like our biggest circle is our church, and then the next circle goes out to our business. And uh, just the opportunities and the doors that are open to us um, to be able to reach into people's lives are huge. And so we're just trying to make the most of it. Today was a huge reminder that life ends and it ends quickly. And once it's gone, it's gone. There's no coming back from it. Um, the the intentions, the desires, um, the dreams, they go with you. Um, and the only thing you leave is what you've done and who you are and who you were to people. Um, and so that's something I think we should take to heart today. Um, I don't know if you want to share anything else, Katie. No, Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, wrapping up, I'll tell you guys this much. Uh, this was the next episode of the podcast, Sunday Night Talks with the Wife. Um, and every Sunday night, we just come and hop on and we try to share a little bit of our life, the things that have gone on throughout the week um, with our family, with our extended family, our Facebook family, um, family from afar, family from close. Um, and we just jump on, we chat. Um, if I can help you guys with anything, um, I'd love to be able to pray with you guys. If you guys want to sit down to have a cup of coffee and just chat about life, feel free to let us know. If you guys are interested in trying out the ketones, you've been seeing them forever. And you're just like, you know what? I got to find out what is going on with these exogenous ketones. Shoot us a message. There's a sale going on till tomorrow night, Monday night at midnight. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, my wife, you guys probably know my wife, uh, Katie Valladares, or you can also follow myself, um, Jeremy Valladares, um, on Instagram and Facebook as Mr. Keto Mexico and on YouTube also, but a lot of that's going to be on Spanish, in Spanish, but, uh, we're working hard. We're working hard to continue, uh, chasing our dreams and following the passions and desires that God has placed inside of our heart. They start for each other. They continue to our children. Uh, they go out to our church and then it goes on from there to mission work and to, um, just reaching our community. And so if we can do anything for you guys, if you live in the McAllen area, uh, Mission, Edinburgh area, and you're looking for a church, Heritage Baptist McAllen is at 2549 Lindbergh, um, right next to Dave and & Buster's. Um, and man, I just put ourselves out there every single time, uh, every single time we jump on just to be able to share life with you guys. And um, remember that life is short and it ends quickly. And sometimes it doesn't warn us. If we can do anything for you guys, please feel free to shoot us a message um, and we'll be in touch. Uh, 